Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Friday, October 13th, 2023. And our top story today, video games are creating a whole new generation of classical music fans. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Jay Aaron Hardwick is Assistant Professor of Music and the Symphony Director at Wake Forest University. Dr. Hardwick, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Jeff, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, good to be here. It's good to have you. And I I love this story because I was telling you off camera or in the green room, technically, um, I grew up in the 70s and 80s. And I remember the beeps and boops uh, of my Apple II and my TI-99-4A in terms of the sounds of video games. But sir, uh, professor, um, video games have really come a long way. Now they're incorporating major musical scores. Absolutely. And I really appreciate that, that setup. That's great. Um, so we'll, we'll try to hit one, that one out of the park for sure. The seventies the and eighties, that's really the time where we saw the, the largest growth, right? You had so many markets. Um, you had the arcade market, you had the console market, you had the PC market, Silicon Valley really making uh, its waves there with hardware and software, and we're developing all kinds of things. And so sound is really, really important to that conversation, right? What are we doing? And one of the arguments that we have when we study video game music or ludomusicology is the official title academically is looking at the historic narrative, but also how it's informing video games in general and how it was early encompassed early on and incorporated early on, but then how is it informing now? And like you said, we've come a long way. The evolution of that is the immersive process, right? And making sure that games are immersive, not only from the visual aspect, from the sound aspect. Yeah. And, you know, just looking at, I'm not a big gamer today. I, I have, I actually play retro games. So like Space Invaders, things like that, still the beeps and boops, but the, the development of these games takes months, months, months. And I would imagine the score, the musical score because it's it's no longer electronic, the beeps and boops. It takes months and months as well. Yeah, and 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 to kind of to kind of not necessarily push back, but correct there as well. But there are there's a new kind of wave of eight bit stylistic games that are out now, and so actually a lot of great composers are going back in time and utilizing synthesis, FM synthesis, synthesizer in general to cre- recreate, but put it in a new aesthetic. So it kind of brings it forward and with layers and more textures now but utilizing those sounds but yes we're we're utilizing all of what we what you would see in full cinematic uh in movies in general uh with some of the top musicians uh recording in the top studios um and the technology right at the top of the game to create these incredibly immersive scores which do one thing and that is uphold the emotional state of the game and the gameplay and the characters and the worlds that are being built and replicated in there. So it's very, very complex on many levels. Well, professor, let me, let me, you're, you're teaching America's future musicians, but also you're a conductor. Um, what, what, what are, are people more interested or, or the newer generations in getting more interested in musical scoring, but also classical music? Yeah, that that's a great question. And I really appreciate that. That's something that 
Uh, the, the short answer is yes. And so one of the things that we have to really consider is the ubiquity of gaming. It is, it is a global and standardized practice. You know, in the 1980s, going kind of back to your opening is that um, people thought it was a fad. It was going to go away and that video games were somehow just going to disappear, that it was kind of a marketing ploy, um, something that was, was for kids, right? And that's how it was marketed early on. Now we know that's it's completely different. We have, it crosses so many age, um, generational, obviously, and, and across the globe. Um, people are playing games and thanks to our mobile phones, right? And, and that alone kind of describes the importance of, I mean, we have the Apple store, the, the stores in which people can purchase games and those are really crushing it when it comes to the market. And that idea alone tells us that it is very, very important. And the music behind it, um, what we've done is, is brought in another level of composer, right? And, and a composer that has to think through new processes of implementing that sound into a game, unlike you know a classical stage or even a film um, that's really brought us to that next level. Yeah, Dr. Uh, Professor Hardwick, I need to take a very quick break. We can come back. We'll talk more about the enhancement of the immersive video game. You're going to want to stay tuned right here of BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We wanna make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Professor Hardwick, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Absolutely. Thanks again. And and I liked uh, in our previous conversation, we were talking about kind of retro is, is kind of in and people are composing pieces in a retro environment on the old 8-bit systems, those are our Apples, our, our Nintendo NESs, et cetera. Um, has this helped with the newer generation becoming uh, maybe more interested in some of the, I don't know, retro artists, uh, retro composers like the Mozarts, the Beethovens, et cetera? Do you see among your students and, and just the audience in general, people interested in that? Yeah, and, and to kind of tag on to what I was talking about earlier, to answer that question is absolute because we're seeing a new generation of composers, right? 
that that is composing in new styles that are are going to school like that I have or that we have kind of this traditional classical training and um, for them composition or musicianship or whatever that is they're kind of informing this so the answer is yes because all of those kind of styles that that tradition of listening to Beethoven and Brahms and Wagner and um, those kind of the canon as we say of classical music what that is informing is a new way, right? We're kind of reimagining form and reimagining music in general. And they've kind of got this, the cool part about video game music is there's an agency to be even more creative and to think through those processes because the music is immersive, right? And so that alone is kind of reinstating that idea, but also doing it in a new way. In addition to the, the part of your question is that, yeah, because of that, we're now incorporating classical music into video game soundtracks, right? We're because they're so large and they encompass so many different uh, styles and places around the world, we're seeing compositions not only from the Western canon, but other parts of the world being entered into video games, which is super powerful, in my opinion. Yeah, and I like the fact that people are kind of going back and saying these are great composers, these are great artists, and kind of recognizing that. And, and you know, I, I took as part of, and this is a long time ago, over 30 years like musical theory, I think I took a class in, in undergraduate um, and it was really powerful. And you, and you had to identify the different composers and the pieces that were assigned to them, probably not to the level of the work that your students are doing. But in terms of teaching the future composers and musicians, do you have to, do you have to change how you're teaching based on, uh, you know, there was a traditional way of teaching music maybe, and now you've got teaching music to immerse somebody in an experience? Yeah, I, I love that question. And the answer to that is yes. And and as a as an as an educator as well, a scholar and a professional in this field, I find that really, really powerful. And that video games are a way to do that because you know all of all of my students in some way have some kind of engagement with video games. And so that's a great tie into the fact that, you know, if you're playing a video game, no matter who you are on this planet, right, there is music attached to that. And so that's a great way not only to teach, but also to listen. And so this conversation around listening and active, being an active listener is really, really important because the music is there. And the question is, what are you hearing when you are playing that game? Because if it wasn't there, I would argue that the, the game wouldn't be as immersive, right? Which is the point of it being there. Um, and so teaching students not only how to listen, but using these kind of new models to go back and say, all right, we apply that to, you know, when you think about Wagner's ring cycle, right? And, and the breadth of, of that emotional scape and the storytelling there is directly related to, you know, the new game like Starfield or any of those massive kind of RPGs when which we think through that larger narrative. And those things, that's just one example, one tiny example of how those two worlds can collide when it comes to education and music. Well, Professor, my last question, and this is more of a technical question, but do the mechanisms by which we listen, so what I'm referring to is headphones, AirPods, does that shape how classical, how these scores are written, knowing that in addition to an immersive experience, now you're gonna have these, potentially have something draping over your ear or in your ear? Yeah, Jeff, that's a great question. And that's something actually we talk about, so in the video game music class that I teach, but as well as in, in the industry, this is a really powerful point because the technologies that are required for that immersive experience, right? You know, one of the questions I always ask my students is, 
Um, how many of you have a specific setup, right? Which means in, in gamer terms, you know, what do you have? What is your monitor? What is your kind of, do you play on a console? And what's interesting is about going back to what you're saying is, you know, so many people have AirPods. So many people listen through headphones and that informs, yes, how people have to think about writing for this music, right? I mean, just the fact that we have adaptable audio that can head track, right? Like you turn your head and it, you you have this kind of spatial audio. I mean, if you were to go back to the 1970s and tell somebody that, they would think that you're you're crazy, that you're, you know, it's from outer space. Um, and the fact that, you know, I was, I was sitting, I'm, I'm a gamer, so this is great. I was sitting and, and last night playing a game in which it had that capability and you could turn and have that immersive experience just by your phone. And so the answer to that is yes. And so when we think about those processes and when composers write, those, all that and sound designers as well has to come into play. How is that going to pull the player in to that immersive experience? And saying that means that they're having to think about music in completely new ways, which is really powerful. Yeah. Well, Professor, we're going to have to leave it there. Really, I think I love highlighting the fact that classical music is coming back, but I also like talking about how the world is changing and evolving using some of these classical techniques. Great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Absolutely, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. And I'd be delighted to. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. Don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle wellness, finance tech, so much more in all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Boasts. Want to search our archives? Check out our latest content? Then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRN Weekly. Jane King will be joining us from the NASDAQ, and then we'll be taking a look back at some of our best segments for the week. Of course, you won't want to miss it. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. Don't forget, roll with the genius. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.